Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast. And especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. I'm Jonathan Messenger, and with me, as always, is Bebop, RoboMogo, Wanatron, my friend and introbot. Say hi to everybody, Bebop. Hi, everyone, and Jonathan, the votes are in. Yeah, that's right, Bebop. Last week, we asked our audience whether the kids of Explorers Troop 301 should or should not board the Dragon Ship. And we got hundreds of votes. Yep, and I won. Bebop, you didn't win. Yeah, I totally won. With like 68% of the vote, I won. Thank you all so much. Bebop, we weren't voting for you or for president or anything like that. We were voting on which story path we wanted to go down. What's a story path? Well, it's like sort of a choose-your-own-adventure type of story. You know, the kids could go one way or another, and the listeners chose which path the story went down. Cool. So now you're going to produce a whole other season that follows the other path, right? So like another 15 episodes going in another direction so that the other listeners get what they wanted, right? Well, you know, that wasn't really my plan. You heard it here first, folks. Jonathan is going to write one season that follows this path, and then a whole other season that follows the other path. And then maybe there will be some more story paths in that path, and he can produce more seasons for each of those, and then another, and then another season. So by my calculation, you're going to write 542 seasons this season. Am I right? No, Bebop. That is not my plan. So isn't it easier to say that I won the vote? Fine. You won. Yes. Thank you to all of you who voted for me. I really appreciate it, and I will not let you down. Okay, Bebop. Now, if you don't mind, let's get on with this episode. I think you all know the story here. The vote was 68% of One Direction, but I'm not going to spoil that here. So find out what happens in The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 4, Episode 3, A Hero is Born. 
I have an idea, said Paige. The explorers had all huddled up behind the large building, a good distance from what Des had called the dragon ship, trying to decide whether they should trust him. Paige had been silent the whole time, seemingly petrified by the dragon, just staring at it and shaking wide-eyed. Why is this even a question? said Abigail. We could just go inside and get our parents to come and check it out. We're not alone anymore. We can all work together. I, I, I have an idea, said Paige. But even if we go get our parents, said Finn, how many of us can fit inside that dragon ship? I don't think it's going to be enough. Guys, I have an idea, said Paige. No one is saying we all have to climb in, said Vale. But it doesn't make any sense. Guys, yelled Paige. Everyone turned around and there she was, standing in the open mouth of the dragon, leaning on one of the monster ship's fangs. I have an idea. Paige, said Finn. What are you doing? Get out of there. You guys weren't listening to me again. The jaws of the dragon ship closed ever so slightly, almost imperceptibly. But of course, all of the explorers noticed. Paige, please, yelled Finn, taking a cautious step toward the dragon. I'm sorry. Come on. Come out of there. Here, take my hand. You're still not listening to my idea, said Paige. The dragon's jaws closed even more. A trail of smoke snaked out of its nostrils. Okay, said Finn, baby stepping toward Paige. What's your idea? Go ahead. We're all listening, right, guys? None of the explorers said anything, too scared to even make a sound. Well, my idea was that we would send you into the ship, and if you got chewed up or set on fire or something, then we'd know. But then you guys all ignored me, so I had to get your attention somehow. Paige, whispered Finn. Please, quickly, jump out. The dragon ship's mouth, it's about to... The jaws shut. Finn on the outside, Paige on the inside. Paige! yelled Finn. Pagey! Finn grabbed the dragon ship's upper jaw and tried to lift it up. We're going to get you out of there. Dez, how do we open this thing? I don't know, said Dez, who seemed as surprised as anyone. Oh, oh man, said Finn. Paige! Oh, why do you always come with us on these missions when you're too young? Oh, come on. There has to be a way to open this. She can't just be... Hi, guys. Paige! Yelled Finn. You're alive! Okay, listen. I'm going to get these jaws open somehow. Don't worry. We'll save you. Uh, Finn? Said Vale. Look up. Finn took a step back and looked up at the dragon ship's long snout up to its two eyes, bulging slightly from its scaly head. And there, in one of them, looking out and waving at her big brother, was Paige. Look! I'm in its eye! Oh, man, said Elias. I think I'm going to throw up. No, it's made of glass. See? Paige knocked on the inside of the dragon's eye. It's really weird in here. Like... Some of it seems like it's alive, and some of it is metal and glass and electronics and stuff. Abigail walked up 
and put her hand on Finn's shoulder. Now do you agree with me that we should go get the adults? No way, said Finn. What am I supposed to say to my mom? Oh, hey, mom, could you come outside? Your one and only daughter is inside a dragon? No big whoop. Hey, Paige, yelled Elias. Is there like a control board in there? Anything that looks like you could use it to open the jaws or the doors or whatever they are? Yeah, there's some sort of board here with a bunch of buttons. Let me see. Open, open, open. Hmm. I'll try this one. Smoke billowed out of the dragon ship's nostrils. Um, Paige, be careful, said Finn. If you don't know what the buttons do... The dragon's head lifted off the ground. Okay, Paige, maybe you shouldn't. Paige pushed another, and the dragon's tail whipped around and slammed into the side of the building. Hmm, let me just try one more, said Paige. No! yelled the explorers, but Paige's finger was already on the next button. Paige pushed it, and the dragon's mouth opened, and fire came bursting out. The explorers all dove out of the way. Sorry, said Paige. I guess that's why that button was red. But the dragon's mouth stayed open after firing, and Paige pushed a lever to lower it back down to the ground. The kids all climbed into the dragon's mouth, and Paige was right. Inside, it looked like a regular ship, but there was also a sense of a living creature, a breath coming from deep inside, living tissue creeping in around the metal. This thing is like a dragon cyborg ship, said Vale. So cool! Look at these controls, Abigail, said Elias. I bet this thing goes like ten times faster than one of our pods. We can catch up to the Marlow in no time. Before we do anything, let's go get Meg and Foggy, and then go find the adults, said Abigail. Okay, fine, said Elias, but could we at least fly this over to Meg and Foggy? No way, said Finn. We'd scare the Oreos right out of them. A giant dragon coming at them like that? Foggy and Meg, can you hear me? Said Vale over the communication system. Loud and clear, Vale, said Foggy. Great. Listen, we found a ship. It looks like a dragon. We're bringing it to you now. Don't freak out. There, said Vale. Fire this puppy up and let's go get him. Don't fire the puppy, said Finn. Nobody's firing any puppies. But Abigail and Elias were already smiling at each other. And with just the push of a few buttons, the dragon lifted off the ground and soared over the building, Des waving at them from the planet's surface. The kids flew over to where the pod had landed, and Foggy and Meg stood, staring in disbelief. Paige went up into the right eye of the dragon and waved, and the two robots waved slowly back. Okay, land this thing and we're getting off, said Abigail. You got it, Cap'n, said Elias. He pushed a few buttons and the dragon flew to the left. He pushed another and it flew to the right. 
Elias, said Finn. Oh, no, no, no worries, said Elias. One sec here. Maybe there's a manual somewhere. Look around. Yeah, maybe there's a manual in the eardrum, said Finn. But for now, just get this thing on the ground. Oh, here, 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 here. This must be the landing module. Elias pushed a lever. Initiating launch sequence. No, said Elias. Landing. Not launch. Landing. Landing. Foggy and Meg flew up to the dragon's head, level with the eyes. Everything okay? yelled Meg. Nope, said Paige. We are apparently launching. And the dragon ship took off from the Puzzle Master's planet. And before the kids knew it, they were soaring through space and the belly of the beast. Well, not the belly, more like the sinus cavity of the beast. But they definitely didn't know what they were doing or where they were going. Okay, said Abigail. As captain, I take full responsibility for what has happened. And I'm sorry. And as sergeant and second in command, said Paige, I would also like to say that Finn takes full responsibility because he should have listened to me in the first place, then I never would have climbed into the dragon ship's mouth, so it's all Finn's fault. Ugh, it's no use arguing, said Finn. Although I would really like to argue with what you just said, Paige. Let's just take a deep breath. This can't be that big of a deal. Elias, if you could figure out how to turn this thing around, we could just return to the Puzzle Master's planet before everyone starts to worry. No sweat, Finn, said Elias. I think I found the landing sequence here, and all I have to do is push this, and then enter these coordinates, and then... Landing sequence initiated. Ha <laughs> ha, perfect, said Elias. The dragon ship banked to the right, and then shot off away from the Puzzle Master's planet. Wait, said Elias. Where are you going? Land! Land! Oh no! Elias got out of the pilot seat and went up into one of the eyes. We're landing all right, but we're going to land over there. Elias pointed to a yellowish planet off in the distance. Wow, said Abigail. This thing is fast. The kids were silent as the dragon swooped down toward the yellow planet. But there was no surface they could see. Vale, from one of the dragon's eyes, said he could make out clouds, maybe storms, but nothing else. It was a gas giant, and they were trying to touch down on it, but there was no land to land there. Elias, could you please get us out of here? said Finn. I don't think this is a planet the Marlow mission would care much about. Guys, said Vale. Guys, guys! There's something out there. Like alien somethings, floating around. Finn, Paige, and Abigail all rushed up into the dragon's other eye as Elias fiddled with the controls, trying to get the dragon to relaunch. At first, Finn couldn't see anything, but then the little aliens came into view one by one. They looked like floating tiny clouds, almost like little fires flying around in the sky. You have come, finally. As it was written, you are here. The explorers all stood still. My name is Abigail Obaro of the famous Marlowe 280. Not you, said the aliens. You. Me, said Vale, 
and Finn almost laughed that Vale assumed it was him. But he was right. Finn could tell, they could all tell somehow, that the aliens were talking to Vale. You have come as it is written. Written where? said Vale. In our first books, passed down for generations, it is written that you would arrive. It is written that I would arrive? said Vale. You will be our hero. Yeah, that's right. I'll be your hero, said Vale. To defeat the monster that destroys everything. Say what now? said Vale. All right, I am here with my son and editor, Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi, hi. Hello. <laughs> hey, buddy. So, tell me, what did you think of that episode? Uh, good. Good? All right, I'll take good. I'll take good. What did you like about it? Uh, basically the thing that the it was sort of like a cyborg giant dragon. You like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you surprised when Paige popped up in the eye? I was surprised and surprised. Expect the unexpected is what yeah. you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any questions about the episode? I wonder if you they can trust those aliens and what's this monster that, can, that destroys everything? Yeah, right. The monster that destroys everything. And do you think Vale can stop it? Mm, maybe. <laughs> Um, well, what do you think the monster could be? They think it's the dragon that's the monster. They think the dragon ship is the monster mm-hmm. that destroys everything? Yeah. Oh, boy, I hope not. Although the dragon ship did take them straight to that planet. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I guess we'll find out next episode, huh? Yeah. Any other questions or thoughts? No. Okay. Well, then what time is it? Joke it. Jo- <laughs> Joke arts? The art of the joke? (laughs) All right, we'll do art first. Okay, so it's art time right now, and I want to say thank you to four-year-old Joshua, Josie Dryos, who drew a selfie with Bebop. Thank you, Josie. James from Portland, Oregon, who's eight years old. Milo, who's six and a half from San Francisco, California. Our pal Oliver. Olivia, who's four and a half from Santa Barbara, California. Sasha from Topanga, California. Olivia, who's seven, from Berkeley, California. Evelyn, who is nine, from Lyme, New Hampshire. Hey, Lyme, New Hampshire. I used to go to Lock Lime when I was a kid. That's pretty cool. Logan, who's seven, and Dylan, who's five, from Reno, Nevada. David, who's eight, from Sunnyville, California. Brendan, who's eight, from Lenexa, Kansas. Seven-year-old Paloma. Our pal Ella, who is six. Soren, who is five, from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Huck from Oakland, California, and Nina, Milo, and Lucy Gramkowski. Thank you all so much for all of your art. And now it's joke joke time. (laughs) First up is our pal Cyrus from Massachusetts. My name is Cyrus and I'm five years old. I'm in Haydenville, Massachusetts. Here's my joke. Why is six afraid of seven? Why? Because seven, eight, nine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's great. Thank you so much. And now our next joke is from Rafi from Israel. I'm Rafi Du Brown from Nevadaniel, Israel, and I have a Star Wars joke for you. What is Luke's favorite job? 
a Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you to both Cyrus and Rafi for their awesome jokes. Griffin, this is the end of the episode. Anything else you want to say? Let me guess. <laughs> Don't forget Club Sound. Am I right? Don't forget Sound Club. <laughs> All right. We won't forget Sound Club. Trust me. All right, Griff. Want to say uh, goodbye to everybody? Bye, everybody. Okay, as always, I want to say thank you to all of the listeners out there, the parents and the kids. Thank you all so much for listening to the show, and thank you all so much for your jokes, your art, and your sounds. I really, really appreciate it. I want to give a shout-out to two listeners in particular this episode first is somebody who i've owed a shout out to for a long time her name is avery and she has her own podcast it's called science is fun e science is fun e the letter e Uh, it's a great science podcast that she does with her grandpa i highly highly recommend it check it out i'll put a link in the show notes and i also want to say thank you to karis from oklahoma who has a soccer team that she named the Laser Bunnies. And so all the kids on the soccer team in Oklahoma, they all play for the Laser Bunnies, and I can't think of a better soccer name. So thank you so much, Karis, and I hope you score lots of goals this year. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a Gen Z kids production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every episode is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for any information about the show that you may need, check out the show notes. Thank you again for coming back and listening again this week. And we will see you next Wednesday. Thanks. I am the monster who destroys everything. Just kidding. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.